0: Welcome back to another episode of the What's New Now podcast. Grab your coffee and get ready as we fire up the time machine and take it back to the year 1992 with the one and only crash test dummies, ladies and gentlemen, the lead singer and songwriter, Brad Roberts. He's here with us today. Brad, welcome into the What's New Now podcast. And Merry Christmas.
1: Well, thank you very much. And you too.
0: We are so glad to have you here on 90s at 9, Brad. So let's just jump right into it. This is the Jingle All the Way Tour, the album originally released in 2002. How is life back on tour? And how fun is it to bring this album to life uh, like 21 years later here in 2023?
1: Well, you know, the record when it came out wasn't very well distributed. And, um, it was around the time of Napster.
0: (laughs) That takes you back, huh?
1: Yeah, it sure does. And so it wasn't, um, it wasn't well distributed. It wasn't, it just basically was a record I was very proud of, but which didn't do much. Um, and, you know, because it's a holiday record, we're able to, um, take it on the road and um, we we went ahead and had a bunch of vinyl made of the record, and we're doing sort of a re-release on it, as it were. Um, it's been really fun. The, I, I know Christmas carols are kind of cheesy, and people have often rolled their eyes at them, but um,
0: our Christmas record is really good. <laughs> it's actually great, man. I listened to it today, and... That's the thing. You have such an incredible, heavy, and just outstanding, one-of-a-kind, like bassy voice. Uh, the sound truly captivates these Christmas hits in a fun and delightful way that you just couldn't do any other way, unless it was the Crash Test Dummies. Oh, and, and I mean, you're making the vinyl, man. Tell us about that.
1: Well, we've um, we've noticed that people like to buy albums, and I don't. I... Don't know whether they're hanging them up on their walls or they actually own turntables or what. But vinyl is enjoying a bit of a renaissance right now, as you probably know, fairly common knowledge. And um, I'm just so glad that it's that it's out in that format because I think that format sounds particularly great. And um, I- I'm sentimental about LPs because, of course, I grew up with them.
0: So, Well, there's no sound truly as warm as that. So, I mean, it's kind of the perfect thing. I think that's why they're really coming back. Yes, I think so, too. So now I do hear you guys do have a signed copy of this album. Is there a way we can get that and how?
1: Um, yes, we, we're selling them at our shows. Uh, I just signed a, about 100 of them <laughs> at Soundcheck. And um, they're also available online at our website, com, in our store
0: online store well i'll be out to grab mine after the show at the black sheep but for all of you that want to grab one hit up their website right now and order one today now i want to fire up the time machine here and uh, go back to the year 1991 uh you began getting success in canada with uh superman song grabbing uh, a juno award and in 1993 you released your second studio album god shuffled his feet uh, that gained recognition internationally how hard was it in the 90s to hit the music scene internationally and in the United States from your home base in Canada?
1: Well, it's an interesting story. Our our first record, as you pointed out, did very well in Canada. Um, however, it didn't do so much in America. When our second record came out, Canada more or less did what it often does with its own. It eats them up and spits them out. <laughs> So, in our case, we put out our second record, and the first single uh, was soundly rejected by the music industry in Canada. And that single was, of course, Mm 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 It went to number 14 on the charts and then dropped like a stone again and was over within a month. Um, and, uh, you know, that was quite disheartening, of, of course. But what saved us was that. Um, in America, people started people started calling radio stations, asking about who's that guy with that deep voice, and can you play that song again? And then people started buying the record. And as soon as the record label noticed that there was that solid relationship between airplay and sales, they plugged us into the machine. And by plugged us into the machine, I mean they made us a priority. They spent money on us. They spent time on us. And um, Took us all the way to number two on the Billboard charts, which is quite an achievement. Clyde Davis, the president of the company, was quite pissed off that it wasn't number one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It should have been number one. I still feel that in my soul, listening to that as a kid and growing up with you guys. um, It's it's actually like, I'm glad to have a chance to sit on a visit with you over this because you guys did. You climbed the charts in the United States and it was such a great song in that moment. You was a songwriter, because you did write most of the songs on that album, correct?
1: I did. I wrote all.
0: So you as a songwriter, what's the process in that, and how did you channel into that, that developing the new music in the 90s for the song Just Like Mm-mm-mm-mm?
1: Well, you know, God Shuffle of His Feet was uh, quite a major undertaking. We, we really made a much more studio oriented record than our first record was our first record was sort of just captured the band live and not even that well um but on the second record i uh we were having trouble finding a producer as a matter of fact nobody every, all the producers that were listening to my demos were like ah this is crap <laughs> they didn't want anything to do with it so it gave me time to write a lot more material and um during that time, I wrote some of the key tracks on the record, like "God shovel His Feet," um, "Swimming in Your Ocean," Ooh uh, was an early one that I wrote for that record. Um, and you know, the, the process for me at that time was that I wrote melodies first, and then I filled in the words. Uh, and my theory was that if I were to write a strong melody that stood up by itself without even having words to it, then it should be golden,
0: you know? It's a a great way of thinking in that process. Oh, thanks, man. And so the question I have, too, and I'm sure you hear this a million times, uh, break down the true meaning behind mm, mm, mm-mm-mm, and we're going to play and listen to it on the show here in just a few minutes. Okay. And I want to know the real story, Brad, behind the song. Okay,
1: so each verse is about a little kid who is something of an outsider. So in the First verse, we have a kid who's in a car accident and his hair changes from black to white. Um, and in fact, there is a story related to that. I was in a car accident when I was little, which, and I never forgot it. Um, but moreover, um, I tied the car accident to this story I'd heard about Niagara Falls. Apparently somebody was on a boat and they were giving a tour of Niagara Falls, and they went too far, too far towards the falls, and it looked like they weren't going to be able to turn back. And the captain, who knew what was going on, um, managed to save everyone and get the boat out of the current and into the right path, but his hair turned bright white. (laughs) Um, And uh, I, I later found out that one of my great uncles uh, had the same phenomenon occur to him during World War II. He was dug out in somewhere in Japan, and um, he had a very traumatic experience. And part of his hair went gray, and it stayed that way for the rest of his life. So this is an actual phenomenon. Um, the second verse is about um, a girl with uh, birthmarks, and in fact though I don't often discuss this, I have a birthmark, the size of a freaking dinner plate on the base of my spine. And it was a source of uh, much teasing when I was little. So that verse came easily. (laughs) And then the last verse is, uh, is based on a friend of mine who, when she was growing up, had parents that went to a Pentecostal church and they did the whole holy roller thing and speaking in tongues and they, they would really kind of lose their minds when they went to church. And this scared the hell out of my friend when she was a little girl, because her parents suddenly seemed to change and become different people. And she was, you know, it was rather traumatizing for her. So uh, that was my, my third verse. And then um, when it came time to write to the cor- chorus, you, you recall I mentioned earlier that I always wrote the melody first. So, uh, when I made the demo tape for that song, uh, I still hadn't got together words for the chorus. So I just hummed the melody. And I gave the song to the band to learn. And then they came back to me and they were like, you don't, you shouldn't put any words in the chorus. It's perfect. And so I was like, okay, done deal. I don't have to worry about this anymore. And, um, You know, it turned out to be the biggest hit we ever had. It was quite something.
0: Really, that truly is something. And I've always wondered if there was a personal connection behind the lyrics. So to hear that from the songwriter himself, fantastic, man. That song is totally amazing. It's a reason it was such a hit here in the 90s. So tell me, Brad, what's new now for you and the Crash Test Dummies in the future?
1: Well, we uh, began touring again after taking a long break a couple of years ago and um we're doing a lot more touring than we have in years. Um I also wrote a new song called Sacred Alphabet, which is uh available on most streaming platforms. It's just the one song, so it's not on a record per se. I don't know if I'm gonna write a record to go with it or not. Um, It just seems like these days people put out one song at a time all the time, and I just thought, why not?
0: The music scene has really changed in that that aspect, for sure. It really has, yeah. That is awesome. So be listening for that new song, guys, and remember, they're going to be here this Saturday. It's the Jingle All The Way Tour. The Crash Test Dummies are bringing their never-before-toured holiday release to the Black Sheep here in Colorado Springs. It's this Saturday, December 2nd. Grab your tickets now at BlackSheepRocks.com. It is a dynamic stage show. That will feature original members of Brad Roberts, Ellen Reed, Dan Roberts, Mitch Dorge, who will be joined as well as always by Stuart Cameron and relative newcomer Leith Fleming-Smith, delivering songs from Jingle All The Way, along with some of the band's greatest hits. Jingle All The Way. It's available on vinyl for the first time. Get a signed copy online online. Also listen to it on streaming services and come and see Brad and the gang at the Black Sheep this Saturday. Brad, thank you for sitting with us on 90s at 9.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure.
0: No, man. Thank you. And we'll see you this Saturday night at the Black Sheep.